Hey guys and gals, welcome back to another Monday evening live stream. As with all of our Monday evening live streams, I've got a guest on with me and tonight is a super fun topic. We're talking about business networking in a different way. So you'll, you'll understand when we get into it. Daniel Andrews is a Columbia, South Carolina native, and he has been officially self-employed for 35 years. 49 if you start with a lemonade stand in front of his house back in 1973. How old were you when you started the lemonade stand? I was I was six. It would have been the summer of 73 six. or 73. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. His current role as a coach and convener under the brand name Network in Action shows people how to turn a casual business card exchange into a productive referral relationship. So, Daniel, I know most of us as business owners know a little bit about business networking, and mm-hmm. we've, we've been to the local BNI or some mm-hmm. kind of networking group like that. What was it that made you try to look at it in a different way and take that to the next level? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and I think it's, it's really uh, a difference of philosophy and a difference of understanding what really works, right? Because, and, and when I say what really works, um, I'll give you, I'll give you an illustration, you know, a story, you know, about my journey, uh, because this is not something I, I, I'm naturally good at. My first career, uh, which was roughly half of my professional life, 15 of the 35 years, um, was based on referrals, but very much in a lead sense. It was direct sales. I was in people's homes. We asked for the right. names of, you know, who's your best friend, who's your second best friend, you know, who's your neighbor, a deacon from your church, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> and I mean, those were referrals in the sense that they weren't cold generated or self generated, but they, they were still, uh, you know, just based on the fact that I was a nice guy and I was asking rather than any, you know, high level of, of trust or relationship. Mm-hmm. And when I switched to B2B sales, which coincided with my move from my hometown, Columbia, South Carolina, St. Louis, Missouri, uh, I found a lot of difficulty in getting traction. People were excited about the idea. They loved what I was offering but I couldn't get them to pull the trigger with me. And I realized they were actually going back through their close network, even as far back as high school and finding people that they knew and had trusted for a long time and would ask if someone could do the same thing I did, which left me on the call. Gotcha. I was brought the idea, <laughs> you know, they wanted to execute just not with me. Yeah. And yeah. well, that's and, kind of, that had to be kind of frustrating introducing an idea to them. They'd be like, Hey, I like that idea. I'm going to go find somebody else that I know. (laughs) It's very frustrating. And particularly in a B2B setting, you know, we all run up against that, you know, at some point, right. You know, can I find the same thing for less? Well, in this case, I mean, you know, it was, it was insurance products. So the prices were the prices, but they just wanted to deal with somebody that they trusted. Mm. And it really came to a head with me one day when I found a guy named Bert who uh, it was a little bit on the mercenary side, but he understood what was needed. And when I say he was mercenary, he didn't wait to build trust with me. He asked for 30% of the gross, you know, in order to do the deal. And I needed the deal done. But Bert's and his high school friend, Butch, and um, so uh, I'll just say this, Butch's family, second or third generation, owned one car dealership in every brand in St. Louis. So like 12 or 13 wow. car dealerships. Right. And that's all you need to know that it was a pretty big deal. And I remember standing in the parking lot and Butch, the business owner, the decision maker, talking to Bert, and he says, who is this guy pointing at me in front of me? And Bert says, he's my guy. And Butch says, but I don't know him. And Bert said, but I know him. And Butch said, but what happens if something happens to him? And Bert said, I'll find another guy that can do the same thing. <laughs> and Butch was like, well, okay. And he never looked at me. He said, okay, not to Daniel Andrews. He said, okay, to Bert. 
Mm, and the yeah. light bulb went on for me and I said, okay, now I need more people like Bert that aren't taking 30% of the deal. I need people <laughs> like Bert that will advocate for me because the trust was already there, right? So much of what I see that goes by the name of networking is lead gen, which is okay because there's revenue in that, but the yeah. leads aren't necessarily good leads. As my original boss would say, they're not a prospect, they're a suspect. The handoff is poorly done or not at all. And I realized the difference between the trust that Bert had built with Butch and vice versa over the years. And I was leveraging that. And so I'm like, okay, are there ways to build trust with people that don't cost you 30%, right? Are there ways to build trust with people that allow you to leverage the trust that they have not with you, but with somebody else and the trust they have from somebody else. And I found that you can actually get two and three and four degrees of separation very quickly once you have that first degree of trust. Yeah. Yeah. I know right. a guy who knows a guy. Right. Meaning when I told Ariel what I needed and she turned me on to Dan Roth, Dan Roth said, well, what do you need? Because Ariel introduced me in such a way that made Dan Roth want to serve me. And when I told him what yeah. I need, he said, I'm not it. But Anna Morgan may be. Anna said, what do you need? And how did you get here? I said, Ariel introduced me to Dan Roth, who introduced me to you. That's all I said. I mean, I told her what I needed, but that's all I said. And she said, OK, and gave me her calendar link. Huh. Because her trust in Roth was equal to his trust in Ariel, which was equal to her trust in me. And so in 12 hours, literally 12 hours and about a total of 15 text messages back and forth, meaning seven or eight out and seven or eight back. I got to, you know, from me to Ariel to Roth to Morgan in 12 hours. (laughs) That's incredible. Just the power of a network rather. Yeah. As yeah, as rather as than as networking, right? Yeah. I refer to network with a noun because networking refers to whatever you think it does. Whatever you've yeah. done in the past, it feels like networking or a networking group or a networking event where relationships aren't truly being built. And I'm not going to argue definitions with you, but network as a noun, I build networks. I don't go out networking. Gotcha. I'm not a master at networking. I'm a master at building networks. And building yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, Really powerful distinction there. Um, mm-hmm. let, let's get into talk about some of the the shortfalls of how people traditionally do networking as a verb, and like how how do most people go about it, and why is that not effective? Sure. <clears throat> um, there's there's two two principles uh, primarily at stake. Maybe it's two parts of the same principle. People don't have a method for building trust. And so sometimes they skip over it and I'll, and I'll, and I'll kind of back up a little bit. Someone that I have a lot of respect for Earl, uh, uh, Ernie Flormata, who's on uh, LinkedIn. You can find him. Great guy, genius, charges a lot of money for his time and talent. He's a very, very good guy. And he said, the $5 question is, will you buy from me? The $50 question is, who do you know that will buy from me? The $500 question is, who do you know that knows a lot of people that will buy from me? And I certainly believe that's a true statement. And I think other people get that, but they don't get that you can't ask any of those questions (laughs) right off the bat. I have literally been at events where the first time I met somebody, they said, who do you know that needs what I do? And I'm sitting here thinking, "Um, I don't know that you do a good job at what you do. Right. Right. I said, you know, I'm thinking, I'm mad, ma'am. You've never asked me how I feel about you. Never asked me how I feel about the org you rep. Never asked me how I feel about what what value proposition you're offering from the org. I said, you never even asked me how I feel about your husband. Who's the one that introduces. And I happen to like him and think he's a nice guy, but she never, <laughs> she never qualified any of that. She went straight for, 
you know, I bet a lot of people, you know, know what I've got. And I said, I bet a lot of people I know might need what you've got. Well, she said, they won't know about you unless (laughs) unless we build a relationship. Right. I'm like, you are way (laughs) ahead of the curve here. Yeah. And, you know, eight months later, she's no longer with that org. I don't know if it's because of poor sales. She did something else, but I would have hated to build her up as the expert on something just to have her leave. Right. I mean, I I test people. I don't want to say I test, but I'm looking for, can I, do I want to hand people off to you? Because my reputation's at stake. If I hand somebody off to you, Ken, and you do a bad job, then it makes it that much harder for me to introduce anybody else to the person that I introduced to you, right? If Fred comes to me and says, I need somebody, I need somebody that knows what Kenny Ish does. And I say, talk to Ken and you flub it or you don't follow up or the deal goes south. The next time he comes, well, number one, he might not come to me ever again, but the next time Mm -hmm. he comes to me or I go to him and say, Hey, you need to meet Susie Q. He's like, I don't know, Dan, that last one didn't work out so well. (laughs) You know, so it's interfering with my ability to serve him and my reputation with him. Yeah. So you really have to um, kind of narrow down your network or, or at least find, find the quality people that you trust that, that you know, do good work. And, Correct. And I, 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 I'd like to think I'm always expanding my network, but I am narrowing it down from my contacts. Right. When I say right, network yeah. now, this is what I mean by that. Your network is the person that will answer your call. Just because you are in their phone doesn't mean they will answer their phone, right? <laughs> or accept a referral from you without any questions asked. Now, I still might need to explain what this person does, but I don't have to go through a resume, right? If I told you, Ken, we've known each other enough that if I said, oh, you need the thing? I got a guy that does the thing. You wouldn't be like, what's his resume? You would go directly yeah. and talk to him or her because you would know that I'm not messing around with this, right? So I want to expand my network, but I'm definitely culling it from the number of contacts, yeah. So yeah. how does, how does somebody go about creating, um, like first time you meet somebody in, in say one of those networking sure. events, how, how do you go about building faith or like, you know, becoming somebody that they know, like, and trust and know does good work. Even, right. you know, I, I do good work, but most people at those networks have never met me. So how would I introduce myself and go about creating that, that trust factor? That's excellent and uh, question, and I do have you know good answers for that, right? We all know how to build trust with people that are prospects and could become customers, right? You qualify right. them, and you get them to acknowledge that they're qualified as a prospect. Then you prospect them, then you and I hate the word pitch, and then you close, and then you onboard, and then you retain. Now, hopefully, those produce some referrals. Whether or not somebody's maximizing that potential is a whole nother conversation for another day. But but they don't have a model for nice to meet you. I don't need a roof on my house because I live in an apartment, Kim, but I know you're a roofer. Right. How do I find out if I'm going to send referrals to you? Because I can't hire you to do a roof on my house if I don't have a house or if I just had a roof put on last month. Yeah. Right. Just to test the quality of your work and vice versa, meaning I'm trying to build trust in them but they're trying to build trust and I'm making sure that they know they're trying to build trust in me. And the first is asking better questions. You, you, you used half of a sentence that gets used quite often. You said no, like, and trust. Right. And the whole sentence is people do business with folks they know, like, and trust. Right. Okay. What's the most important word in that sentence? Trust. Uh, business. The most important word of that <laughs> sentence is this. Yeah. The most important characteristic is trust. And that right, was a yeah, stuff. Yeah. You said the word trust 30 times Walking in the last 11 minutes, right? <laughs> And it's the last word in that sentence. And yeah. it is the most important of the characteristics, most important in the sense of business. Here's my point. People don't have a way for uh, qualifying a relationship that's different than the one they use for either friends or customers. 
Okay, let me phrase it differently. Are there people in your world, Ken, and we're not asking for names. This is a yes or no question. Are there people (laughs) in your world that you would go to the bowling alley with or have to your house for dinner, but you wouldn't actually hire them to do what it is they do? Mm, I'm sure I can think of some. Uh, okay, right. Now we're going to blacklist. One guy paused. I'm like, it's a yes or no question. Oh, he said, although we're you know indulging in cancel culture here. I'm like, no, no. Yeah, right. I, don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't need to. But the reverse: are there people that you would hire to do their thing that you just don't picture coming to your house for supper or out at the bowling? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. So determining whether or not you want somebody in your business sphere is completely different than finding out if they're friendly and nice person. But the model we have is the same one our parents gave us when we went to middle school or junior high or high, whichever school was big for our neighborhood. And they're like, make sure and ask about their friends and family and their hobbies. And when you get to be adult, it's what's your job title. And it doesn't get much beyond that. Right. Yeah. But, but, but so part of it is asking them good questions because they will reflect those questions back to you. And I will give a couple of examples. I'm not trying to be vague here, but the other part of it is having a plan on how to build that relationship. When I act like I know what I'm doing, when I know what I'm doing, when it's clear that I know what I'm doing about relationship building on a business level, that itself creates trust. Gotcha. Because yeah. they're like, this guy knows how to make, and they want to hang out with me because they don't know how to do that. And they're like, what can I consciously or subconsciously, like, what can I, you know, what can I learn? You know, what's going to rub off on me if I hang out with this guy? Right. Mm-hmm. If I bring yeah, value to every conversation, whether it's a lead or just a resource or a piece of insight, like you and I joked, you know, we're joking a little bit, you know, but you're like, oh, that's pretty profound before the thing started. Right. If I bring something like that to every conversation, that's what saying. OK, so there's there's a there's a lot of questions that could be asked. There's two that, in my opinion, must be asked Two that must be asked. And I'll put these out there and hopefully people can get a replay or there's a transcript or something. Or you can go to my website and get in touch with me and I will send you these two on a PDF. Um, And the first is when we're going to set the first real meeting up, right, after we've met or been introduced. Right. Or as we start the first real meeting, what I call a paired interview. It could be a Zoom call like this. It could be breakfast, lunch, coffee, whatever is this, Ken, I wanted to meet with you, or I would like to meet with you, right? Depending on if it's pre or during, I'd like to meet with you to, to learn enough about your business, what you do and who you do it for, that I could potentially become a consistent key referral partner for you. And I would want you to do the same about my business. Is that a relationship you're interested in pursuing? Hmm. You've got to ask that at the beginning for two reasons. Number one, it 100% clarifies what you're about. And in a world where men want to do business with women and women want to do business with men, meaning we're not a segregated society, we can't maintain that, we would lose a lot of business. Don't you think it makes sense <laughs> when a man is sitting down with a woman or even another man to clarify, yeah. you know, this yeah. is not a social this, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. You set, now, you set your agenda ahead of time so we know where the conversation is going. Correct. Now, here's what's also important. What if you say to me, Dan, that sounds nice, but my brother-in-law does what you do. And Thanksgiving gets real awkward if I give business to you instead of to him. Hmm. Or, yeah. you know, we never really talked about it. Dan, it's not on my business cards, but I have an uh, in-house. I have a, a division that does what you do. And I, anybody that comes to me that needs what you do, I send them to my my business partner, my in-house, my whatever. Right. Wouldn't, wouldn't I want to know that? Right. Yeah, absolutely you would. 
because it's great. More power to you, Ken. I totally respect it. I would do the same. I'm going to find somebody that's going to reciprocate in some way or fashion. Yeah. Right. Cause so that, that would change the whole conversation. Then you don't have to lead down this path. And then at the end of where you thought you were going is like, Nope, we destination is closed. <laughs> yeah. Financial advisor friend of mine gave 25 leads to his CPA, never got one in return, went to the CPA and said, I'm wondering, you know, why not? He goes, Oh, I thought you knew we have an in-house financial planning department. We, we're never going to send business your way. And Carter oh, was like, man. Oh my God, what, what, I wish I'd done that 25 leads ago. Right. <laughs> yeah. Correct. So that's part of it. So that's one question. Find out if that's a relationship they're interested in and set the tone for what we want. Okay. Yeah. So this, say, say that question one more time. Sure. In case it's super easy. Okay. If you're setting the appointment, can I'd like to meet with you? If you have set the appointment, can I set this meeting with you? And then everything else is the same. In order to find out enough about you, your business, what you do, how you do it, and who you do it for, that I could potentially become a key referral partner and consistently send you referrals, prospects, and resources that would support you in your business. And that you would want to do the same and learn about me, myself, my business, who I do it for, how I do it, and become potentially a key referral partner. Are you interested in investing to find out if that's possible between us? Hmm. Yeah, I like that. That's that's it's, that's great. It's crystal clear. It sets the tone. They'll get they'll step in or they'll step out, but at least you know what you're working with, right? And and they're relieved. And that question early on builds trust because they're like, this guy knows his stuff. <laughs> yeah. Here's the other question. Somewhere towards the end of the first paired interview or later, Ken, on what conditions or under what circumstances, under what conditions or in what circumstances would you feel comfortable referring business to me? Hmm. Because again, it set, establishes I, I'm here to give and receive referrals, right? Number two, it tells you what they expect. What if they have ridiculous expectations? Okay, then I'm going to step out, right? Number three, you'd be surprised how often they go, we're good. Because you had a plan to start with that built trust, yes. right? right? Meaning those aren't the only two questions. The whole middle is not all about fam and vacation and you know, what you go to high school. You can <laughs> yeah, include that, but it's not taken that, where you want to go, right? There's more than yeah. two questions, but the two you've got to ask. Okay. And then, and the other thing is it gives you permission to ask for the referral. When you've crossed that bridge, when you've met that threshold, you have the ability to go, Hey, Ken, we talked about it. You threw me a small job and I executed really well. I mean, your guy gave me a five-star review and you said, when I executed a small task, a small referral, a small project for one of your referrals, you'd start to give me the big dogs. We're ready to talk about that. Right. Okay. But also it gives them permission to give you the referral. In the back of their head, they're not, well, Ken, let me check with Susie first. Oh, no, we had this conversation. When I crossed this bridge, we were good <laughs> to go. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's those, those two questions really set an agenda. And I mean, it leaves no ambiguity about it. Like you can build a friendship outside of that or around that, but it saves yourself from trying to build a friendship when the business relationship isn't going anywhere. And that's what you're wanting the whole time. <laughs> correct. M m meaning if you're friendly first, doesn't it actually make it harder to do business? It does. But if yeah, you're doing sometimes. business, isn't it? 
okay to become gradually more friendly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you see that often. You'll find a limit, right? Where their comfort level matches your comfort level. Right. But but, but I've met plenty of people, certainly not a plurality, but plenty of people that say, I have a policy against doing business with friends and family. I've never had any business connection go, I have a policy against getting to know and like the people I do business with. They don't have, (laughs) right? You can turn a business connection into a friend faster than you can turn a friend connection into a business. True. Yeah. People often, you know, it's interesting how, you know, that saying people do business with people they know, like, and trust. But the flip side of that is people often don't do business with friends and family, even if they know, like, and trust them. Or maybe they know them too good to like and trust them. They know and like, and the trust is (laughs) right. Meaning, and it kind of goes back, right? Know, like, and trust are all nice. Trust is the most important, which goes back to the question you asked, are there people in your world that you could count on to execute the thing, but that you might not invite to Christmas dinner, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. If you get on my nerves or you've got a funny speech pattern or your politics are different than mine, but I need the job done and you can get it done. I'll just deal with you via email. Right. And just leave everything else out because the (laughs) the business trust is still there. And I'm one of those people that rubs people the wrong way consistently. Right. You know, my wife's like, why do you get so many texts instead of phone calls? I said, <laughs> there's a reason. <laughs> right. I've, you know? I've fashioned my persona so people don't call me. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that because that wouldn't be authentic. <laughs> right. But but the point is that that they know that I don't whatever it is they're asking me, I will either give them, you know, good referral, good advice, you know, a quality resource, whatever that is, or I'll admit that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. So even when yeah. the personalities rub, they, they still get lots of, of, of pings from people that know they can count on me. And this is what's interesting is the number of referral requests I get for quality resources from people that belong to leads groups because they can't trust the connections in their leads group to be quality because those are focused on how big can we get, not how good can we get. Right. Yeah. So let's let's go back in time just a little bit. Sure. You're standing there at that dealership and you realized the the possibilities of how to create a network. What were what led you from there to starting your own business network in action? Like okay. what, what was kind of the progression of things there? <laughs> That's a good question. And and I get it uh, on almost every paired interview I hold, not in a casual, superficial way. People go, what? That's a career path I don't often hear, right? So this comes up a lot. I've always been good at kind of seeing connections that should be made. Mm. Okay. So the way my brain sorts information, right? Meaning if you describe to me your business model, I don't naturally think of people that I know that need to hire you. I I think of people, naturally think of people that hang out and do business with the people that you know. Meaning I'm more likely to think of a key referral partner for you than I am a prospect. I know more people that could be key referral partners than I know prospects because I don't know who's people are going around going, you know what I need? I need to thank Ken Ash's guy. They don't say that, right? Yeah. They don't always reveal what, what they're looking for, but I know the sorts of people that hang out with people like that, right? Meaning I, I'm more aware of what people do for a living that might mesh with that. Okay. So that's always been the way my brain sorted information, but I was not naturally good at networking again, because I tend to, you know, rub people the wrong way a lot of times. Right. You know, and you know, my first 15 years, it was a one call close, right. I mean, I'm there, I'm gone. Right. You know, there was almost Mm. a follow-up relationship. Um, I mean, I was friendly and they loved to see me when they bump into me around town, but there wasn't a lot of follow-up. I was selling a product that literally never wore out. So there was almost zero repeat business. (laughs) 
um, which is kind of a limiting business model, clearly. But you know, at any yeah, rate, yeah. Um, there, there's a reason that years, reason tech right, companies yeah. build uh, what, do you, sure. what do you call it where their where their phones and stuff die after a couple of years? Right, right. Plant obsolescence. No plant yes, obsolescence here. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, having said that, um, you know, I, I ended up encountering a model where pushing people together, right, creating the right introductions quality, right? Quality over quantity already made sense. But because I had to learn the roadmap kind of on my own. Now I found a mentor or two, right? But I didn't find or read a book on it. I didn't, somebody didn't guide me along the path, right? You know, this seminar, this, this trial and error, this handout, you know, this, 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 I cobbled together all these resources from a bunch of different places and made it into a roadmap. And at, again, my brain naturally sorts who they should meet, but as far as giving people the roadmap on how to build trust and turn that into a profitable relationship didn't come naturally to me, which makes me a good teacher. Mm, if you want somebody to show you job. how to do something you're not naturally good at, don't find somebody that's naturally good at it because <laughs> they don't know how to tell you the difference between yeah. when they used to suck and when they got good. They were always right. naturally good at it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting that you bring that up because I have a friend who recently started a handyman business. I, I mean, I say recently within the last five years mm-hmm. and he he started a YouTube channel talking about how to build a handyman business. And he did really good at explaining the things and, and talking about how to go find, how to learn the work and find people who need the work and all that. I've been in construction my whole life. And I'm like, because I've always done it, I don't know how to tell people what they need to know to, to do the thing. Right. <laughs> so yeah, what, what you say there is somebody who's not naturally good at it is the best teacher because they had to go learn it themselves. Mm -hmm. And they know the difference between, you know, they know what the modules are for lack of a better word, right? Right. You have to master this concept or you have to understand this concept. You have to get a grip on this. And the Mm -hmm. biggest thing that I have, that that I find, I don't want to say the biggest thing. I focus primarily on helping people understand why building trust at one degree, which is really all you can build trust echoes so quickly, right? Meaning, it's not a right. You know, if I dated one sister and broke up with her and her other sister wanted to date me, I'm pretty much starting over. I might be even start behind the eight ball, depending on what they've said to each other. Yeah, right? yeah. But, right. but, but, you know, I'm but this is business. This isn't personal relationships. Right. And the ability to go from Dan Andrews to Ariel Lee to Dan Roth to Anna Morgan in 12 hours. Right. Without any relationship building on once I got past Ariel. Right. It was the relationships that pre-existed that, yeah. that allowed me to step in. So that I, the, the, the metaphor I use is a re, relay race, right? Gun goes off. First runner comes around the track. When the runner comes around the track to hand off the baton, what is the second runner already doing? He's already running. Already running. They don't even look back. They put their hand back, but they don't look back. They don't stop and go, is this a baton? Is this the official baton? Is this the one that my guy had a minute ago? Oh, wait, I need to be running, right? Yeah. They look back and take it, and they are booking it. They are almost at full speed when the handoff happens, mm-hmm. right? And the fourth runner could have been in the locker room fussing with a shoelace when the gun went off. And that runner comes out and doesn't meander over to the track and check with the coach and make sure that it, that runner looks for the people wearing the same jersey he's wearing or she's yeah. wearing, right? Jumps onto the track, reaches for the baton, for the races. and humps it around the track. And, and when they get to the end, the judges don't pull the baton out and make sure it was the original baton, right? This ain't baseball where they're looking for pine tar, right? <laughs> right? right. 
right? Where they where they check the inflation of the football at the end of the game to Ooh, make sure. Uh, yeah, wasn't it Brady? Brady wasn't cheating, right? Right. <laughs> uh, pulling that one out. <laughs> the, 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 the trust is there already. Yeah, and yeah, you can hand sure. it from person to person like a baton, and it doesn't take any time. Yeah. So in in growing the business that you when when that light bulb went off and you went through growing the business, were there some guiding principles that that helped you? stay stay the course that you originally set out or like because we if we don't have principles or kind of a guiding light to to keep us on the track you know oftentimes we can go out in different directions or or we don't do things that are true to how we believe and and how we want to show up in business what were what were some of those guiding principles for you uh i would say win 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 or no deal Right. Particularly mm. in, in the world of referrals. Right. You know, the, yeah. some people say win win, but I say win 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 or no deal. And what I mean by that is, you know, I, I have people, you know, a lot of my, a lot of my clients pay me an annual retainer up front. Some pay monthly or quarterly. Um, but, you know, because I invest so much in them in the first year, the first year is contractual. Right. Regardless of how they're paying me, I'm going to get paid by first year's retainer. And after that, we can discuss whether they want to go to monthly, quarterly, or you know, pay year by year after that. But I have taken people halfway through their commitment to me and given them all of their money back, going back to the beginning of the year, and said, it's not working. And it's not even a question necessarily of them not doing good work. I'll just give one example because I'm talking to a lot of people. Well, I got to be careful because some of my friends might be seeing this. <laughs> Somebody uh, in the trades. Um had come on board my community and had done work for a woman whose husband is a GC, but they gave up on doing the hard labor and they flip houses. Mm. It, but he knows good work from bad work. Right. You know, right. So they called this guy, they need him to do two things. Again, it'll be super vague. And uh, one or the other, he messed up. He ordered the wrong parts to be installed and then wanted to convince them that, you know, it would all be all right. And they should deal with the fact that the color was wrong or whatever. Now, I have zero interest in adjudicating that, right? I'm, I'm not going to, well, let me see the receipts. Well, do you have a recording of the day that he was there at the house? <laughs> to help, right? I, I, but I went to the guy that was newer and I said, it's not a question of who I believe. It's a question of the fact that she and her husband have been part of this community so long that if she's got a bad taste in her mouth, it doesn't mean she's right. It means you'll never get business from this community. And yeah. I owe it to you to give you your money back and let you go somewhere where you can pursue, you know, with a clean slate. Right. Because it's not fair to you to keep you here and make you struggle to get the business. Mm. Would have gone differently. But understand, I'm not getting any vibe that she's being malicious about this. She's just upset. She didn't get what she thought she was paying for on the time. Yeah. She, she was paying for it. And that will prevent you from getting what you came to my community to get. And because of that, I need to give you your money back and send you on your way. Yeah. Wow. So th this might be a good time to talk about how you actually work with your with the people in your networks in network in action. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Since you, yeah, we yeah. kind of talked about the the process and how to create a strong network. Where do you come in at with with helping people bring those networks together? Sure. No. Absolutely. Um, I've got, I've got two things that I can send an invoice for, right. You know, to put it in business yep. terms. Right. And one is to be part of 
one of my communities. I have two local communities that I support with realtor, mortgage lender, property and casualty, financial services, website designer, right? The, the basics, right? And then I have a couple of national communities that I support, people that do higher level B2B deals, you know, a PEO, uh, a loan broker, a credit card processor, um, somebody who helps people build business credit, not personal credit, but build their credit off their FEIN, not their SSN. Mm-hmm. Um Geez, I could, you know, uh, you know, high dollar website guy, right? Uh, corporate travel agent, right? You know, executive travel agent. Okay. So those are the communities that I support. And some people are cut out for that, right? I've got criteria for both the local and the national. And some people meet them and want to join. Some people meet them, don't want to join. Some people want to join and don't meet them. That's fine. Not everybody's suited for those communities. But inside the community or Outside the community, I support what I call Ninja Network Building Skills, Ninja Network Building Skills. And it's a 10-week supported roadmap on what does it take to move from casual business card exchange to profitable referral relationship. Now, if you're in my paid community, if you're part of, if you're giving me an annual retainer, you better believe you're going to get the Ninja, right? Because (laughs) it's only fair to the other people in the community that your skills be up to speed. It's only fair to you. You gave me a big number. You're expecting to see results. And it's only fair to me so that you're not looking at me side eye six months in going, I'm not seeing the results I wanted. And I'm going, how many of the ninja courses did you catch? Right. You know, you need to get that. But because that's so powerful, whether you're new in business or not, whether you're across the country or not, whether you're in real estate or you're selling $20,000 a month in in lawn care per customer because your clients are fortune 500 and you work for true green Kim at the corporate level, right? The same, the same principles still apply. So I invite people into the ninja network building skills course, if they want to join that. And, and that could be a good fit for a lot of people that the community itself is in a fit for. So community right. plus coaching or just coaching, those both exist. Gotcha. Uh, that, that makes sense. I, I like how, you know, you have those laid out and definitely have the criteria for the communities that you have, because if you're like you said, you have to trust the people. And if people don't meet the criteria that you have, then and sometimes it's not about yeah. trust. It's about the ability that if you're going to come to this table and expect to be served, you've got to be able to bring your own. Right. It's potluck. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's plenty of people yeah. that want in my community and and would be a good fit, meaning they could, you know, they, they, they've met my criteria. They're nice people. They bring value to the world and they could sell stuff to the people, particularly in the national community. Right. But they've got a B2C product. Like I'm thinking of a guy that does, he helps digitize memories, right? If you're going through your parents, right. You and I talked about this before the video started, yeah. right. You've got aging parents, right. Grandparents. And they're trying to downsize and save the cards and the pictures and the photos. And the, he digitizes all that. He'll turn it into videos and, and, you know, printed books and, you know, digital formats, all that stuff. That's great. It's an expensive proposition, but he doesn't bring VPs and executives and plant managers to the table, right? Yeah. We could sell to those people because they make a good living, but his, you know, the bulk of his customers are the wives of those people, right? So (laughs) they're not decision makers in a B2B setting that could serve the other people. So I love that guy. I'm going to do business with him. I told you the situation my mom and her husband are in. I'm going to refer people to him because they need him, but he doesn't belong yeah. in my community because he doesn't have anything to offer back at that level. Now yeah, in my right. local community, if he lived local to me, he might be a really good fit for the local community. Right. 
Sure. That, that, that makes a lot of sense. Right. Yeah. So it's not a question of, you know, gatekeeping people out, you know, for any particular trust criteria. There's people I trust, but they're just not a fit for that national. Yeah. Oh, I like that. And, and I mean, every good community has more to do with excluding people than including everybody. And I mean, it's not, it's not about being exclusive, but it, it is about, are you a fit for the, what the community is all about? C- correct. Knowing what you actually stand for. Right. Yeah. And what your community yeah. stands for. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, it's, it should it's always the same be more people as, outside than inside. Yeah. Yeah. The same thing as in like, as a sports fan, you know, I, I might want to go join a baseball community and, or baseball related forums or, or something like that, but football guys aren't going to gain anything from that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. same, same deal there. I like that. If somebody is interested in going through a ninja networking course, or maybe looking at joining one of your communities, where would they find out more about you? Yeah. Um, I I'm a person to person handshake sort of guy. So the fact that I have a website, Daniel Patrick <laughs> right. Uh, I don't even, I don't even think it's the best website. I'm actually working with a guy right now to help me, you know, revise that to a way that actually fundamentally makes sense. But I would say this, it's probably the best place to start, right? Cause I think my contact info is on there because if you just Google Daniel Patrick Andrews, just my name, three, three words, you will find a bombastic Australian parliamentarian. <laughs> it takes up the first 1 million Google returns. So you've got to go to oh, DanielPatrickAndrews.com, but I'm, I can be found on LinkedIn LinkedIn.com slash IN, right? The way every URL stelts, slash NIA Southeast, which is the name of my corp, NIA, NIA, which stands for Network Connection, and the word Southeast spelled out. You can find me on Facebook. It's an easy way to catch me. Facebook.com slash Dan the Man with the Plan 1967. <clears throat> now you know how to him. Okay. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> right. Awesome. Uh, I, can, I can give, you know, uh, 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 what's it, a tidy cow? dot com slash Daniel Patrick Andrews. There you go. Maybe yeah. it's Daniel P. Andrews, but I think it's Daniel Patrick Andrews, right? Or Daniel okay. P. Andrews, right? Daniel P. Andrews at Outlook.com. All of those will get you to me. Okay. But yeah, I, I and and in those cases, I would schedule a short phone call to see if it's even could be the right fit. And from there, I'll probably schedule into a phone call with a, a business partner of mine, a woman named Natalie, who has more time open on her calendar to have the conversations about whether yeah. or not people belong in the community and in the ninja and is actually, you know, as qualified as I am to make those decisions. She understands what it's all about. And there's more time available on her calendar um, to have those conversations. But start with me, 15, 20 minutes with me. Um if you go on Eventbrite, I'll get it over to you. You'll post it in your community. But yeah. Eventbrite, yeah. a couple times a month, I do a, a 25-minute webinar called uh, "High Low-Value Networking versus okay. High-Value Networks. Mm, and it's about it. 25 minutes, but it really explains the difference between this community and this community and this community and this community, what they stand for, what they tend to stand for. But they can all be divided into four categories. Yeah. Uh, okay. I like that. Send me those links where, where somebody can find, I've got your website links, LinkedIn and Facebook. Send me the link where somebody can find that webinar. Yep. Uh, and when I post the, the audio of this, all of that will go in the show notes. Oh, cool. Yeah. I can pull yeah. it real quick. I keep it saved as a, uh, what's, what's the name of that, uh, uh, a notepad. And that the name of it. Yeah. It's this okay, tiny yeah. little, right. I can't, I don't even want to open a word doc when I'm running zoom or something like that. I've got <laughs> like this, little word crash, pad, yeah. right? this little note, uh, your windows notepad. 
and yeah. it's got all my links and it's in my OneDrive so that I can get to it from, you know, from anywhere. Right. Yeah. But it's just, you know, it's like the 15 most commonly used links. If I put over here in comments, does that work? Yeah, or, that should work. Nope. I think that will, that'll pop up. It should, that should work. And I then I can get those. Chat, but I'm not sure how comments work. Let's see. Nope. I'll put it in the private chat and you can broadcast it from there. Yeah, there we go. Sounds good. Okay. All right. I've got it. Eventbrite.com network building skills. Okay. Fantastic. Daniel, I appreciate your time tonight. I, this has yeah, been, I, this was it, fun I really love the concept of building a network rather than networking. It, it changes the way you look at it. So it really does. Yeah. And you yeah. asked some really good questions and I appreciate it, man. This was a, uh, this felt really good. Awesome. Thanks for your time. Have a great night. Keep up the good work. I'll see you in our class tomorrow. Yes, sir. Take care.